Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. If you can spare a few bucks each month to help me continue to produce this podcast because you love it or you love me, please check out Queer Stories on Patreon and consider supporting the project. This week, Jude Pearl has been performing music and comedy for nearly a decade, touring, recording and winning countless awards while she's at it. She's sold out seasons at Melbourne Comedy Festival, packed shows at the Hotel Cafe in LA and Ronnie Scott's in London, and in 2012, Jude was one of ten finalists in the prestigious National Jazz Awards at the Wangaratta Jazz Festival. Another time, she choked on a moth. Who knows what she'll do next? She performed this story at Brisbane Comedy Festival in 2022. So, uh, okay, uh, when I get asked to tell a story and there's no framework or limitations, I'm immediately like, all right, I better tell a really sad and traumatic story. That's, um, because I feel like that's, you know, the best way to keep people interested, um, which isn't great uh, that that's immediately where my mind goes. Um, And I have uh, unintentionally built my um, empire uh, on talking a lot about mental health. Uh, it was never the plan, uh, but now I'm wondering if my empire maybe has a few foundational issues. Um, so I, I, what I wanted to do today was to, to make a concerted effort to tell a story that's actually happy. So um, let's see how it goes. I don't know. It could be the most boring story ever. Um, so... Uh, It's a story that's happy, and it's about a time in my life which I generally refer to as being very rubbish, which is school. Um, I I have written a lot of material about how much I hated school. I guess it's sort of like my way of um, getting reparations. It's like ticket sales kind of makes up for the bad time. Um, But also, it's kind of weird how we talk about huge chunks of time in our life with like one word descriptions. It's like I was at school every day for 12 years. Like it couldn't have all been bad, right? Just by the sheer nature of probability. I don't know how probability works. I'm not good at math. Um, But you know, it couldn't have all been bad. Like there was some good times, you know, there was that day in grade six when Blair McDonough from the first season of Big Brother in 2001 walked past the school at lunchtime and one of the kids uh, recognised Blair McDonough from the first season of Big Brother 2001. And then Blair McDonough from the first season of Big Brother 2001 actually stopped and waved at us. And, uh, and the teachers basically cancelled the next class after lunch because everyone was so excited that Blair McDonough from the first season of Big Brother 2001 walk past the school. So we had, we had some good times, you know. There was, and there was also, there was that time, um, we got all that time we got to spend with Harold the Giraffe. Did you, did you, yes! Oh, of course, first applause break for Harold the Giraffe, that's good. Um, I learned so much from Harold, 
as I'm sure all of, all of us did, you know, I learned about how we have stomachs and that I learned that you shouldn't throw an active toaster into a bathtub full of water. You know, just a lot of important things. So basically, yeah, there were some good times. And uh, sometimes you have a birthday at school, right? Which is a, a mixture of emotions. Um, so my birthday falls at the end of June, um, which means that most of the time my birthday was in the mid-year school holidays. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, there were two times in primary school where my birthday fell on the last day of term two. So uh, the first time this happened, I was in grade one or two, and um, my mum made a cake, and I brought the cake in for the whole class. So a cake for the whole class. That's important. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, at some point during the day, I, I went to the bathroom with, like, seven other kids, or however many kids you have to go to the bathroom with. And... <laughs> Um, and when I came back, this one kid, let's call him Lonnie, let's just say that's his name, uh, he had eaten the entire cake. This, the whole cake, like a cake for 30 children and one teacher. Like just, I just want you to just think about how big a cake is. And like, this, he just ate the, in the time that it took me to take a piss, he ate the whole, and no, and also, you know that he did it purely out of spite because nobody wants to eat a whole cake. Like, we've seen Matilda. Even the kid who loves cake <laughs> doesn't want to eat the whole thing. Anyway, um, I don't know. Was it worth it, Lonnie? I'm not sure. But I did. Um, I got him back three years later. I had him for Secret Santa, and I gift-wrapped a used HB pencil. Um, and he was so mad that he snapped it in front of me, and I was like, well, it's your present, so... Um. <laughs> also, <laughs> I don't know why this happened, so I'm just sidetracked thinking about Lonnie, but um, I don't know why this happened, but one year, um, our school went to do one of those kids' game shows. Do you remember those kids' game shows that were on at, like, 4.30 p.m. after school, and they were, like, four different schools would compete against each other, and they always had names like, you know, Booger Challenge or... Flush your face. I can't remember. I don't know. And um, and every like segment of the game show would end with a kid getting covered in green slime. For some, no, maybe that was just the one show I saw. Um, anyway, um, our school did this at one point, and um, I don't know why the teachers chose Lonnie, who, by the way, if I hadn't mentioned, was kind of a loose unit. Um, <laughs> but they picked. They picked Lonnie to do the talent segment of the game show with like two other kids. And it was just Lonnie and these two other boys just doing the worm for about three minutes. <laughs> and then like the presenter was talking to the camera at the end of the segment and Lonnie was just in the background flipping the camera off. Anyway, <laughs> that's not why, that's not the story I wanted to tell you today. I just obviously have a lot of unresolved things with Lonnie. Um, <laughs> But I did, I had another birthday at school and um, it was the last day of term two and also the last game of winter inter-school sports. Now, I don't know why, but I opted to be on the netball team. I, I don't know, I don't know what's happening in netball. I have no idea. I don't, people explained it to me and I'm like, I still don't understand. And I don't remember why this happened, but the teacher made me the goal shooter. Now that seems like a bad idea, right? Again, I don't know how netball works. Um, so the only explanation I can come up with as to why I was made the goal shooter 
is because I was so incapable of understanding what any of the other positions could do that actually the least damage I could cause would be just in that one semicircle. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I understood in theory all I had to do, you know, was to throw the ball into the circle and to do that weird slow motion hand and foot thing. And so, um, so we played, what, you know, 10 games in the season, like five home games and five at other schools, give or take, I can't remember. And um, we were on the bus on the way to play our 10th and final game at another school. And of the nine games we had played so far, I had scored zero points, like <laughs> n none. Um, and again, I am wondering why the the PE teacher didn't like swap me out to another position at some point. Again, I can only assume it's because I would have been even less valuable somewhere else, but I don't know why she didn't just make me like the wing bludger or floss attack or I don't know. <laughs> so on this day, it's the last day of term two, our 10th and final winter inter-school sports game and my 12th birthday, we rode the bus to the other school and I think that it's fair to say that our expectations of how the game would go uh, were relatively low. Uh, we, it didn't mean that our spirits were low, though. We were, it was you know, a beautiful sunny winter day and we literally had nothing to lose. So we got to the other school, uh, we do that weird pre-game passive aggressive handshake touch thing that you do with the other team and the game starts. I get the ball, I pivot, I shoot, I miss. Um, again, I get the ball, I pivot, shoot, miss. Everyone's trying their hardest, including me. Pivot, shoot, miss. <laughs> we have zero points, but we're not giving up. It's the second half. Pivot, shoot, miss. It's the final minutes of the game. The score is zero to 12. <laughs> I get the ball, I pivot. I shoot, and the ball goes in. And and what happened then was an eruption of support I had never experienced in my life before or since. I, uh, every kid on my school's team runs up to me and literally lifts me up into the air. Some of them chanting my name, some of them simply yelling, it's her birthday. <laughs> Everyone was ecstatic. It was like watching a miracle happen before our eyes. Like no one thought it was possible, but I did it. I scored a single point in our final game. Everyone was cheering. Perhaps I've imagined this in my euphoria, but I feel like even the other team started cheering for me. I don't know. Everyone was filled with joy, except for our sport teacher, who was off to the side yelling, don't reward her, she's gotten no points this whole season. <laughs> but even the sports teacher's attempts to reaffirm the cycle of shame and humiliation necessary to keep the inter-school sports ethos alive uh, could not derail the celebrations. After great efforts, both uh, school sport teachers managed to settle us down and the game continued. I get the ball, I pivot, I shoot, I miss. 
the game ends, uh, we lose 15 to one. <laughs> it's the closest game we've had. Um, <laughs> again, perhaps I've embellished this story and this memory over the years, but I'm pretty sure that everyone was still chanting my name as we got back on the bus uh, after our victorious defeat. Um, and why did I want to tell you this story? Well, there's two reasons. Firstly, um, it proves something that I have long suspected, and that's if you work hard and get really, really good at something, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> No one cares how good you are at a thing. Like, you can be really good at something, and people go like, wow, yep, you're good at that. But where's the heart? Where's the story? You can't be a contestant on The Voice with just a voice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what people really care about is someone who had no business doing something, <laughs> blindly punching their way through, and somehow coming out the other end. Every player on that team was significantly better than me at netball, and we never chanted their name once. <laughs> and the other thing that this story shows, something else I have also suspected, and I'm sure that I'm not the first person to say this, um, but I think that maybe the secret to happiness is having no ambition. I don't know. <laughs> when you expect nothing, when your goal isn't to win or, you know, to check things off a list, or in fact, maybe you don't even have a goal at all, you know, maybe that is the most transcended place to be. I've been on stage many times in my life, you know, I've had people love what I do, hate what I do, mostly people just be indifferent to it, and I've had lots of highs and lows, I've fallen in love, I've had my heart broken, I've I've uh, sung with my heroes, I've seen the worst and best of myself and my loved ones, and I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever witnessed a group of people experience that level of joy <laughs> as the grade 5-6 netball team um, <laughs> when I scored a single point. Um, life is simple, you know? Aim low, score low, and have a fucking great time, right? <laughs> yeah? Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. And follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.